from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, I, I I didn't write anything down, but I just I have I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. Is everybody good? Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to another episode of Life to Labyrinth podcast. My name is Bryn. I'm Stephen. I'm Angie. Hey everyone, we are back. We've been on a bit of a hiatus due to some personal issues and. I have to I had to give back a computer that I was using to record and all of that. But we're back. How's everybody been doing? Much better this week. Every, you guys were both sick, I think. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're having like a bit of a heat wave here. So I just like every second day have a weird headache or migraine. I am recording this podcast with no pants on. So enjoy that. <laughs> I always believed that, that was what you always did. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it. Maybe that. Maybe are I did. you taking? Are you taking this away from me now? <laughs> <laughs> You'll just never know. <laughs> I prefer that. Good. Then it can be whatever I want it to be. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stephen, are you also pantsless? I mean, actually, not this call? week. I was gonna say <laughs> one big benefit to never having the camera on is I got a baby. I get puked on all day. I rarely wear pants by the time we get to this point. In the day. <laughs> but I actually to clear up today. some confusion that may be there, Stephen. Angie and I are not in full profile on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I figured. But, you know, better safe than sorry. I'm sure, you're, I'm sure your body is a wonderland. <laughs> uh, I'll just let you guys know I'm also wearing pants. Oh, there we go. Oh, all right. Track well. pants. I've, I've heavily invested in track pants over the pandemic. Oh, man, everything's elasticized now, for sure. I can't ever go back. It's just... Oh, I've had to. I, I've had to transition back to an office this week for the first time in a year. No. Pulling the jeans out of a very dusty pile. And <laughs> yeah, I, the ones I was wearing, they fit me. But as I sat there all day, all I felt was like my belt just like trying to dig its way to my spine. <laughs> and I, I literally had to go full Thanksgiving dinner where I like undid my button and unzipped a little bit. <laughs> If we go back to the office, they're just going to have to deal with what I'm wearing, I think. I think everyone's just going to be in the same boat of, yeah, this is this is where how we dress now in this office. Yeah. I'm in the private sector, so they're still like, ooh, we have to be professional. I feel like the government used to be like that in the last few years before I started. They've just, people just gave up on <laughs> Yeah, my parents were both worked for the feds and like my dad never wore ties, but he always wore like shirts and slacks and usually boat shoes. Usually my dad was a oh boat shoes God, guy. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Steven's dad was military, so he was Oh okay. Yeah. So he, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of track pants in the military. No suits, no ties, no track pants. All right, so Angie, what are we listening to, or what have we been listening to for the last couple of weeks? You suggested it. it's on the end of our last episode, but let's just jump into what we've been doing. Okay, so for this week, we were listening to All Right Still by Lily Allen. And yes, I realized I picked another British artist. It is a disability. I apologize. It was not intentional. It just popped up one day on my playlist, and I thought, oh, this gal's real fun and has a very fun and unique um, 
sound and anyone who sings with a British accent has my heart forever. <laughs> Why does everyone else's accent go away and hers is right thick? It is, and that's what my note is about. <laughs> <laughs> Your one note. My one main note. I think you're going to like my note. <laughs> I think it's it's one, I, but I think you're going to appreciate it. Do you want to just do it now? Do you want to open with your note? Your one. You note? want me to open with my note? Maybe set a tone here? Okay. Okay, so I listened to the first song, Smile. Loved it. Got to knock him out and was like, am I listening to Vicky Pollard from Little Britain? Is Auntie trolling me with Vicky Pollard? <laughs> I was like, this... That's all I could think of. And every single time I've heard of heard the entire album subsequently, I just hear her accent. And the entire time, I just think Vicky Pollard from Little Britain. Somebody <laughs> gave her a microphone and she recorded an album. That is legit. I can see how that could happen. I'm sorry that that's what you were thinking of in the whole album, but I'm also happy that you were thinking that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Vicky Pollard is supposed to be from Bristol. Is Lily Allen from Bristol? Or she's from Hammersmith? Yes. Yeah, she was she was from Hammersmith. So for an ignorant ignoramus like myself when it comes to English geography and how all that stuff is laid out, are those two places near each other? I don't know where Hammersmith is, so I thought uh, I thought she was London. Yeah, Hammersmith is London. Yeah, it's London. And Bristol's just somewhere else, I guess. Bristol's uh, south, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's south. I'm trying to literally picture the map in my head, and I cannot anymore. No, Bristol's okay. def. Uh, I I happen to have three monitors on this computer, so I will just Google it. I can tell you Bristol's near Bath. I know that much, but I can't tell you where Bath is. It's pretty. It's south. It's southeast. It's like almost. Oh yeah. Directly no west. It's almost directly west of London. Yeah, it's out near Bath. Yeah, it's almost in fucking Wales. Um, yeah, sorry, yeah. I was thinking of Brighton, which is my favorite place mm. on earth, so I don't know why I was yeah. thinking Bristol. But yes, yeah, so like not for England, not, not, not crazy close. close. Not close, no. Would yeah. definitely not share an accent in this country where every 20 feet oh there's God, a, yeah. a different one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so but, anyway, yeah, yeah, sorry, I keep interrupting no. you. But when I got to knock him out, I was just like, this is Vicky Pollard, and it made me happy because I love... Little Britain, and unfortunately, you can't stream it anywhere anymore because they did blackface, and so they've been yanked off like streaming platforms all okay, over the place. Okay, so I've noticed that recently. We were watching. Um, I'm watching Thirty Rock for the first time because okay. I've refused to watch it up to this point because I didn't think it was funny. But I have a partner who's forcing me to watch it, and I'm enjoying it. That's just part of a relationship. You you always have to go through their taste in entertainment once in a while. Yeah, the only reason I've seen Game of Thrones, <laughs> which I wanted to basically hang myself most of the time. Um, <laughs> Which we will talk about in this episode, actually. Um, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> you out with notes. <laughs> hey, that's my um, one mental note. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I didn't know that at all. I would like immediately texted my partner Alex. I'm like, well, guess what? He basically didn't care because he doesn't know who Lily Allen was. So I noticed that we had to skip like several episodes and then we researched it and there were things that were offensive. So they, they'll pull certain episodes off screening, Yeah, but they shouldn't be pulling the whole thing off. Was there a character that was in all of them? Possibly. I, I remember. I, I didn't really look into it. It's just when I was Googling Vicky Pollard because I couldn't remember her name. I just, I just imagined her in my mind. And articles 
came up as a result of that Google search talking about how it's been pulled off of streaming services. So, oh, that's maybe a bummer. We'll do some research. Uh, we'll take it offline. <laughs> yeah, new, but yeah, but, but new. New, but yeah, but new, but yeah. Apparently, that was voted as like a favorite catchphrase or something like that. It's like that. She's a big when girl. I I feel like when I saw that show for the first time, I thought this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Like, the same way when I you saw Baroness. <laughs> I same when I saw Baroness von Sketch for the first time. I was like, these ladies are living my life. Renee also, she said that I think her most recent dream for her life is to become a writer on the Baroness von Sketch show. Yeah, I want to be a writer actor for sure, for sure. I ha- I literally carry a sketchbook around with me for comedy sketch ideas at all times. Well, when you have your type 10 minutes put together, I will be there at open mic <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, God. So many times have I thought about that. Anyways, Lily Allen. Okay, so I have lots of things to say about her, but uh, you said you enjoyed the first song, and then the second song you delved into Little Britain. Little Britain. Um, I never came back from Little Britain, but I like the whole album. Yeah. What do you like about it? I, I like how... <laughs> well, you, I didn't talk about why I liked it. Oh, oh I'm sorry. What I thought this, this was a podcast about music. <laughs> we're talking about music. I just, I don't know. It's like the songs were all sort of like very, th- like, I don't know. It just felt like a really complete package for an album, but the songs were all like fairly different. Mm-hmm. I liked that she sort of did this kind of like weird white girl rapping sometimes. And then she sang sometimes. Her accent is just lovely. I'm sure it's like, you know, compared to the Queen's English, it's like moo cow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, she's not a northerner. Like, she's not, she's not bloody pool or. (laughs) She's in Boston or the cockney rhyming slang. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. She just, she just, she felt like happy Amy Winehouse. Fuck, that's such a good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so glad you I'm so glad you brought up Amy Winehouse because I think we will also get to that because wow the parallel lives they have lived mm-hmm. and it was brought up in more than one article that they would name a few people that were treated the exact same way by British tabloids and had the exact same problems and she's the only one still alive wow yeah. so I think we will get to that when we dive in but steven i think you knew lily allen because you were kind of oh, pumped about sure. it i was so jazzed because it was one of those things i never considered suggesting this as an album but the minute you said it's like oh yeah what the fuck like, i love lily allen i've been listening <laughs> to lily allen for years like uh-huh. hands down probably has the strongest collection of albums from any singular artist for me a lot of kind of what Bryn said i love i mean i've ragged on this like three weeks in a row now but i love that lily allen has that very sweet sonorous voice but all of her lyrics are highly political and like brutal (laughs) brutal yeah i was like trying to think of a better word but no like she's just like cutthroat honest and extremely political and i i love her voice i think lily allen is such an incredible local talent that like sweet where she can she's got that like sweet kind of almost soft voice but she can carry it and almost like any degree of like almost seriousness little little way she alters her voice to change the context of her words i think is really incredible and i love her accent that's just a yeah that's like every time you suggest british music i'm like yeah okay you already you already win <laughs> 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 but yeah i've actually i've liked lily allen for years now um 
I think probably the first song, which is another of our, our like extra songs we listened to the last couple weeks, was "Fuck You," and "Fuck You" came along right as I was becoming kind of political in my own life when I was starting to make firm stances and get informed. And "Fuck You" was just perfect. That was such a <laughs> that's such a goddamn good song. Also a solid breakup <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah, right. And that too. That's the great thing. Like it can be. It's straight up about George Bush, which is phenomenal to me. Like George Bush Jr. It could be about pretty much any fucking politician we've had in 15 years, but it's also just a good fucking tune and a great <laughs> breakup song. There I is for something... sure have busted out. Fuck you whenever I'm just like really mad and you just, just get over it. There but, is uh, definitely something about that fun, quirky pop sound and the like cheeky lyrics. Like Smile reminded, I don't know if you know the artist India Ari, who is like very family friendly light airy beautiful music and it sounds the same but she's talking about smiling when she watches you cry like it's so funny you're like oh this is so cute and sweet and then you kind of get that mischievous cheeky side and you're like this is cool (laughs) yeah it's like it's cute and clever but also honest and sometimes like, like just truly brutal there's no other word for that like Lily Allen fucking throws down when she's got a point to me. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not like it's, I read it in an article that, you know, in a time when she came out, it was a lot of packaged pop stars, which one of the British tabloids called, you know, amongst the British dullards, dullards, there's Lily Allen, who's not one of those, you know, packaged, we're going to do this Mm -hmm. one thing and we're going to nail it out and we're going to be really commercial but um she kind of just did her own thing she actually got really okay well let's just back it up here first of all she's got famous parents which i was really excited to see because my favorite movie in the world is train spotting and her dad is the drug dealer in train spotting he's mother Teresa. i was like oh my god (laughs) no so Similar to Amy, dad wasn't around, and when they he was, they were doing lots of drugs and whatever. It was a definitely a rough upbringing. I guess what's different also about her and other pop stars, well, I don't know how we're really comparing that, but she was kind of born into the spotlight a little bit. But how she got famous was, yes, she got signed, but she found that her... Uh, record label was kind of ignoring her so she became quote unquote the queen of MySpace and I don't know anything about MySpace and I've missed MySpace completely but that is literally she (laughs) built her own career basically without her record label because she promoted her own shit on MySpace which is industrious yeah she's like the precursor to artists who have gotten famous off like YouTube right Mm -hmm. she did it with a platform most of the people I know wouldn't remember even existed. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, MySpace, I guess. <laughs> MySpace was massive at the time. I had one, mm-hmm. but I didn't really do much with it. But it seemed like MySpace, if you went on MySpace, invariably it was mostly bands and musicians. Yeah, because it was like think- a like everyday use. It was like a blogging site, and none of us were fucking blogging. Like, my, yeah. like me at least, I was like fucking 10 to... 13 will just guess when MySpace was really big. And I think yeah. realistically, like you called it massive, right? But massive 20 years ago pales in comparison to what massive is now, right? Like 
Facebook is yes. truly massive. But at the time, MySpace was poised to become that. It just never really got there. It's because it was more complicated to use. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I never really got into it, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, Facebook took off largely, I think. I don't know. I haven't researched it. But Facebook was very user-friendly. It was easy to use. Easy to figure out for people who didn't really, quote-unquote, know how to use computers. Or weren't computery. It, it was easy to use. MySpace... It wasn't as user-friendly because it was back in sort of the earlier days of the internet. You needed to know, I think, a little bit of HTML code, mm. and it it wasn't it wasn't very drag and drop. God, I miss those days. Customizing <laughs> my Nexopia fucking homepage with HTML like a badass. <laughs> I don't even know what your yeah. words are saying. <laughs> Most of my exposure to MySpace is because Renee had one that she was very diligent about updating, but she also had a live journal and. Mm all of those things and a blog spot yeah. and so I think that's what helped Lily Allen too is because she was also blogging so there was mm -hmm. kind of that extra depth which you can see in the music that she always was sharp tongued and had something to say and outspoken even even if she's embarrassed by some of the things she said now <laughs> well, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah well, 100% I'm so fucking glad it was not on the internet <laughs> oh my god school. can you imagine having the internet in high school no we would have like all been social media? <laughs> social, yeah. I go back through some of my Facebook memories, which only go back to 2007. I'm just like, e yikes. <laughs> I know. I know. A hundred percent. I feel so bad for, yeah, people who have had their lives on view on the internet. But I wanted to circle back to something that Steven said. What I also love about her albums is that you never know what the next song is going to sound like. It's they can be totally different. I like her weird sampling. I like that in one second it's a pop song and then something comes up kind of reggae and then something sounds kind of country and then something and it's just like there's no rules. She's just doing what the fuck she wants. She also yeah. covers a lot of like big songs. So the extra homework was um, I think it was this one of the Snow Patrol songs. Uh, Summer We Only Know, which yes. is a Keen song. Sorry, Keen. She has covered Keen, Snow Patrol, Kaiser Chiefs, whom I love. I feel like, Stephen, you should know Kaiser Chiefs. I know I the know name. Kaiser Chiefs. I okay. Just, Ruby, 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 Ruby. Yeah, okay, everyone knows it because <laughs> yeah. of fucking Guitar Hero or whatever. Rock band. <laughs> oh, um, that song was on the radio constantly at the time. Okay, I usually feel like not a lot of people know Kaiser Chiefs, but they are very fun, and that would be a good album when I'm still stuck in my British phase, which is forever. <laughs> she also does a really pretty cover of Mad World. Aww. Oh, and it, her cover of Mad World's really good. So like, good. So good. Holy like, shit. <laughs> isn't that crazy? She can do a cheeky, shitty pop song and then nail out Mad World. That's some fucking range, y'all. I'll say, because I, I sort of got to the point where I was like, all bets are off. This woman does whatever the fuck she wants. When I got to LDN and it was like mariachi trumpets. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this is, there is, there is no telling where this is going to take me by the end of it. Totally. But, but that's sort of, I think that's why when you asked me what I liked about it, I stumbled because I was just like, how do, like, it was like you, Mr. Yeah. Burns' right? <laughs> diseases all trying to get through the door at once. <laughs> <laughs> You're like lots of things move along. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I absolutely listened to it. Yes. Steven? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I will say that the comparison to Amy, which I was actually thinking about because I feel like every time we do an album like this, I'm like, I just appreciate how unique and different and amazing it is and how you try and bring back different sounds and make them different and more exciting. Very Amy. Mm-hmm. So they also both suffered from very serious eating disorders. They both had very bad drug problems. They both were harassed and hounded by the tabloids. I've heard British tabloids are just like out of control. They are. They are out of control. But and if you're like someone they're on, you it's your life is ruined. It's really dramatic. They try to ruin it on purpose, right? Because then they can sell the pictures for more money. Yeah, 100 percent. It's awful. It's really gross. But I can see like, you know, if you're in your early 20s and you're getting fame for the first time and you don't know how to handle it and, you know, how can you not just spiral or look to drugs or whatever to kind of just deal with your day to day? How do you deal with that when you've got the spotlight on you 24-7 just constantly, you know, having a judgment on everything you say and do? But they are... It felt very, they felt very similar. And they also compared her to Peaches Geldof, who is also dead. Yep. So she has a new tell-all book, which is where I really wormholed. I know, I know this is about music, but I get obsessed with the story. I can't wait for the documentary, but she's got a new book out called My Thoughts Exactly. And I read a few articles about it. And man, her life, like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> she, I don't know, she talks about her drug use. She talks about her miscarriage. She talks about um, a stalker breaking into her house. She talks about how she paid for female prostitutes when she was on the road because she, that's just what she wanted at the time. She wanted like a transactional sexual relationship. This was also when she was married. She also Another reason why Liam. sex work should be legal. Yeah, oh, sex well, work is work. A hundred percent. Anyway, <laughs> I was, another time. We're going to say something. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, my, final, my final fun, like, uh, dramatic tidbit was she slept with, um, she slept with Liam Gallagher when they were both married. Oh, that tracks. From what I know about <laughs> Liam Gallagher, that totally tracks, right? <laughs> Makes sense. I saw this interview with Noel Gallagher one time, and someone was like, how many children does Liam have? And he's like, huh, officially? Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, I'm re- I think that is a book that if I was a fast reader, I would have done in the, in the week or two, but I'm not. So I hadn't even heard of it, so I'm going to be reading it now. Me neither. Yeah. I read the hell out of that. I think it would be good, because she certainly has lived a full life. She, Oh, my God, there's a story about... They're at uh, like Glastonbury with her dad and her dad does so much coke, he has a heart attack and they have to go to the hospital. And when she shows up at the hospital, he's doing coke and trying to get back to Glastonbury. Like, like, good (laughs) times. Like, how do you not get into a drug problem if that's your father (laughs) figure? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. But lots of good stories out there also she's married to um the sheriff from stranger oh, david Things. harbour that's yes. i was gonna add that i was like and now she's married to david harbour and goddamn, what a fucking power couple 
you know, apparently that came out of nowhere for like her fans. All of a sudden they were married and they got married by, in Vegas by an Elvis impersonator, of course, because she's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the, and then people were like, what a weird mix, but they seem adorable. Uh, hot tip, they're both uh, bipolar. Interesting hot tip that I learned. Oh, cool, hmm. I never would have guessed. Anyways, they're adorable. I follow her on Instagram. Please follow her on Instagram. Yeah, so like I came across it on Twitter actually, like the day after we discussed doing this album. Uh, for whatever reason, Lily Allen started trending on Twitter. So I opened it up. I'm like, oh fuck, what's going on? Please tell me she's alive. Like, not, not Lily Allen. I really put a damper on this episode. Right, oh, right. No. So I'm scrolling through and. I don't even remember why her name ended up trending, but then like three or four posts in, someone's like, can we take a moment to realize nobody fucking noticed she married this motherfucker? It was <laughs> yeah. just a picture of David Harbour, and I was like, what? Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why she David was, <laughs> I'll tell you why she was trending in the news today, because she got a haircut. Ooh, how dare. And it is front page news. She got a very short fringe, and people are discussing it. <laughs> Can you imagine getting a haircut and being uh, in Cosmo and the Daily yeah, Mirror? And <laughs> no thanks. No. I think she's also in the news because she's going Lily Allen to make West End debut in Supernatural Thriller. I don't know anything about that, but she's definitely oh. in New York oh, right cool. now. She's in the States. Oh my God. Anyways, famous people living famous lives. <laughs> yep. I know. I feel like I just verbal diarrhea there for a while. No, it was good. That's awesome. Yeah, like, no, I guess we got to go back to the music, but where do, we go? <laughs> where do we start now? I don't know. I just, yeah, I've loved Lily Allen for years. Um, and like the song I suggested we listen to, Not Fair. I don't have a whole lot of notes on it other than I think it's fucking hilarious. I love it. And I think the music video for it is phenomenal. <laughs> yes. But that's one thing I'll say, honestly, is Lily Allen might have the best collection of music videos. Just hands down, full stop. They're just, like, even Smile is, her music videos always kind of follow the same tone as her song. So like, it'll be a lot of super bright, fun colors with something super grungy and like fucked up happening in the front, like a drug deal or kind of like the whole point of LDN. <laughs> like the music video for that is literally her just like walking through the city as she says of this song, cause she doesn't have a license anymore. <laughs> And she'll pass through these giant, bright, beautiful, like, scenes where people are, like, mugging somebody. <laughs> and it's just her, like, skipping through super happy and cheerful. I think in most of it, she's wearing this, like, big, swinging, like, white dress. Just skipping along, having the time of her life while all around her, the city's falling apart because fucking London. And that's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd watch more of the videos, actually. I just got really wormholed into reading about her because I, I don't I'm glad know why. You, that's normally what I do, and I didn't <laughs> do that this time, so I'm glad someone did. But yeah, Lily uh, Allen's music videos are fucking incredible. Some of them are like like just full out fucking works of art. One of her newer songs, URL Badman, the music video for that is, oh, it's so good. You oh. could watch just the music video and immediately know kind of the talking points and the political stance she's taking for the song. Yeah. So good. They're just so fun and sometimes like almost psychedelic and surreal. They're just, oh, there's such a perfect combination with her, her voice and her sound. It is fun to see how she's evolved too. Like, you know, she's been doing this since she was in her 20s and now she mm -hmm. has two kids and she's on her second husband or whatever and it's it's cool to see how the music has sort of changed i've, I've listened to some of the other albums and 
I think it might be the Sheezus album. She has, she literally has a song about coming back after giving birth and being judged for the way she looks and being worried about having to get like surgery to get her body back to what's quote unquote acceptable. It's really good, but I can't remember which fucking album it's off of now. I think it's Sheezus, which also Sheezus, another phenomenal goddamn song. <laughs> Cause it's Jesus, but Jesus. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I also thought it was um, a kind of making fun of Kanye. Oh, definitely. It's definitely a riff on Jesus as well. Because that guy, what happened to that guy? Am I right? Yeah, damn. Talk about <laughs> talk about spiraling. <laughs> yeah. I think he's getting divorced. Yeah, definitely he's getting divorced. <laughs> Apparently she cried about it on her show. I've never seen her show, thank Christ. I haven't either. I Yay. think that's a badge of honor, and I'm proud, I'm of, proud you, of you, and I'm proud of me. The closest I've ever come is watching um, the Ask a Mortician episode where she reacted to them planning their funerals. Oh my god. Is that a TV show? Ask a Mortician? Ask a Mortician? It's a YouTube channel. It's uh, by... <laughs> it's by... Yeah, it's this woman who has a funeral house in... Funeral home. Funeral house. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, a, it's not a royal property. Uh, she has a <laughs> funeral home in LA and sh- and she's done like TED Talks. She has a very successful uh, YouTube channel called Ask a Mortician. She's done books and stuff. And fun fact, she talks about how back in the day she was approached by E to have a reality show where she would do mortician things and like basically talk to famous people, however famous they may be about like death and stuff and one of the pitches that she had was doing funeral planning with the kardashians oh my god so she's like here's the tea on this episode it was my idea (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing and also don't worry my dad still calls it a movie house when he's going to the theater he's like i'm going to see a movie at the movie house i'm like hey (laughs) i enjoy when our parents refuse to say things properly i don't know why i don't know why they do that my parents my entire life that I can remember, as long as it's existed, I've called Home Depot Home Depot. <laughs> oh God, that I have no idea nice. why. I have no idea why they call it Home Depot. It's as though they've <laughs> never heard any of the millions of ads that are on television and the radio that clearly say only at the Home Depot. <laughs> um, it warms my heart when people say Beckers instead Beckers, of Max. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a fun little sidetrack again. <laughs> And we haven't okay. chatted for a while, so there's going to be a tangent here and there. Yeah, right. And you listeners are just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so, Angie, how, how long had it been before you suggested Lily Allen that you, like, listen to her? Because we have access to what you listen to on Spotify, and I don't see her go by too often. So, no, was well, this sort of like I, you wanted to revisit? I'm sorry. I will shut up and let you talk now. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but I have a really bad memory. So music gets filed away and then I will re somehow come across it and be like, holy shit, remember how much I liked this? And I can't remember how it came up. It might've just been in a playlist or something. And I just thought, ugh what a good pitch because I didn't know how much either of you would have listened to it and it is very fun and different but yeah I go through 
weird music things where I will all of a sudden find an artist that I haven't listened to in a long time just because I'm 100% a space cadet and then realize this is my favorite and then I'll try and add some of their songs to my playlist so that they don't go back into the ether forever. (laughs) Okay. Um, But that's how I pick music. On like a hundred percent, I can I can respect that because that's what happened with like the struts for me. Is yeah. when when you said the name, my brain was like, oh, we've never heard those. This will be fun. I got one song and was like, holy shit! I listened to this band like nonstop for a week because I loved them. I and do then this they just all never the time. Up again, so I just forgot <laughs> they existed. Same as Lily Allen. I haven't listened to Lily Allen in probably seven eight months. Easy. But now I'm going to listen to Lily Allen every day for six weeks. <laughs> I did it recently with Snow Patrol. I was like on my British kick. I know, I know. And I was like, I haven't listened to this band in years. And then I just listened to it for a whole day. And then I was like, oh, yeah, remember Keen? And then I like was listening to Keen. And then I got into Kaiser Chiefs. And then I was like, oh, my God, she's covered all of them. Like, give me a break. <laughs> it's not like-, like I really have the right to scoff anyways. As I shared in Discord today, I started listening to fucking Oingo Boingo because Spotify put one of their songs on my list. So I'll be on a fucking Oingo Boingo kick for like a week now too. I don't know what that is. Um, an 80s band. An 80s band. It's like oh. they're like Danny Elfman was in it, who you may recognize from yeah. the <laughs> yeah. soundtracks. 90% of Hollywood. Yeah, they're like this weird, not particularly super talented, like first, second wave ska band that have some really fun fucking bangers, but most of their discography is just meh or forgettable <laughs> but they so, also have a super fun name do you remember the song weird science no that's their biggest that's their one hit wonder in north oh, america sure. they're sort of like a lot of those bands where they had massive success everywhere other than north america oh see i never knew that i just assumed they were a one hit wonder everywhere <laughs> i've put it on I'm but their their biggest song is probably weird science so definitely the biggest i think one of their best is um no one lives forever as a personal recommendation. <laughs> but yeah, it's a wild ride. It's it's very oh, 80s. God, yeah. That <laughs> disgusting new wave. I mean, like yeah. not disgusting, but... But like heavily synth new wave. I like, feel like I need polka dots and bubblegum immediately. Yeah, electro pop. <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a sound, but they're like, crazily enough, extremely instrumental in the development of the ska sound that followed. So that's yeah. kind of why I assumed they were like a one-hit wonder, like cult hit, because that's where a lot of ska music comes from. Bands who had one massive song because it was poppy and fun, but the rest of the rest of their albums are just this weird experimental garage sound. I feel like I could have had a band in the '80s. I feel like I know the formula. I think just. I mean, Cal your parents Bell probably had a Casio and... keyboard somewhere. Whoa! I nailed the Casio keyboard often. <laughs> yeah, I made music a lot. I did. Uh, I kind of wish I had. I never really got, like, I've always loved listening to this, but I've never really got into performing or creating. But that's just kind of a perpetual problem for me, because even when I have fun, interesting ideas I want to do something with, I just never do. Oh my god, it's my 100% disability. I have lists and lists of hysterical things I want to do, and I never do them. Yeah, I I have probably five or six notebooks that have the beginning paragraph to some version of a story or book. (laughs) And nothing beyond that. And scene, yeah. Yeah. Exit stage left, the play is over. Whenever I hear country music, pop music, or 80s music, I'm like, God, why am I not getting paid for my songwriting abilities? I know I could do this. I know I could do it. 
And then when I got into Nashville really hardcore and they're just writing songs all the time, I'm like, I could do this. And I didn't do anything about it. Sorry, I have to get out of Boingo Boingo. It's really hard to mind you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, lo- I really love the music video for Not Fair. That like that riff on the old school like down home country performances, I just think is so funny watching Lily Allen perform one of them. Like you can just tell she's got no business in that outfit on that stage. And then the whole song is about how you could be the greatest guy in the world, but if you suck in the sack, that's just the truth of it. There's no getting away from it. <laughs> and that's very that's peak Lily Allen. I love it. I love it. <laughs> But, and that's why I was so excited too when you mentioned this, when I was like, right away, I was like, oh shit, is that the one with Elfie on it? Because Elfie, one of my favorite songs of all time, especially coming from like a family where I've got four siblings. Oh, I feel that song on a spiritual level. (laughs) And Um, Elfie is her brother and Elfie is the guy from Game of Thrones. He's some character that I will not know, but he's the, he's blonde and in Game of Thrones. Theon Greyjoy, I think is his oh, name. Oh, he's the one that gets the golden helmet. Yeah, he oh. becomes Reek. He becomes Reek. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Oh, he beca- hey. oh sorry. I was thinking of Daenerys' brother that oh, wore no. molten gold on. Sorry, okay. He becomes Reek? Yeah. He's oh, the wow. dude who plays the Greyjoy who becomes Reek. And I <laughs> okay. never knew that because I also never watched Game of Fucking Thrones. Had no interest in it. But I've always loved the song. Yeah, I've always loved Elfie because Elfie is fuck that's you know it's about a real sibling like there's no getting around the the whole song is but like man i love you but why are you such a fucking wasteoid pothead (laughs) get out of the house and go walk for a bit like stop stinking up our area that's yeah Uh, making it reek if you will yeah (laughs) good one (laughs) um and then yeah finding out that Alfie has gone on to great success in Game of Thrones and had an Emmy nominated about them. I also think it's very fun. Like, it's also very sweet that Lily Allen no longer performs or discusses Alfie in interviews out of respect for her brother. Yeah, they do it to each other. They won't talk about each other in the media. Yeah, this, I think that's a really sweet. And I think that's that's honestly just a great policy to have when you're surrounded by famous people. Like half your family is incredibly famous. But I I thought it was funny too, like going on and reading about the song, you'd have both sides of the argument, like, fuck, this is horrible. How could she say that about her own brother? And then honestly, the way I heard it and the way she talked about it in interviews years ago was that like, it was just kind of like a fun, sure it's a bit mean, but I mean, we've been siblings for you know our whole lives and have been taking pot shots at each other and it was, Despite how brutal the lyrics are, you can almost feel this like hopeful optimism to it. Like, I'm being harsh, but I do want you to get your shit together because I love you. And yeah, I felt that on a very personal (laughs) fucking level. (laughs) (laughs) I've got three older siblings and two younger siblings now. There's, it's never going to be neat and tidy. There's always going to be a lot of mess between siblings. And I can't imagine all the, all the extra pressure the two of them were fucking under with the childhood they had. I don't know why I struggled to find that word. <laughs> but I just, I love Al. I think it's super fun. It's it's cute and clever and a little vicious, but I ultimately think it's super sweet that she just, she won't perform it anymore and she won't answer questions about it because they're just beyond the point in her lives where they think that's funny or cool anymore. It's also hmm. fun that it starts off with like an oboe that remo- reminds me <laughs> yeah. of some like Jewish bar mitzvah for some reason. I don't know why it sounds, It's. Well, I just it, think it's adorable. Yeah, and again, this is another one like Alfie, I absolutely recommend watching video for 
because Elfie is like a fucking Muppet in the music video. Oh. And it's it's cute and it's also very funny watching a Muppet sit in this dirty, smoky room playing video games while it gets high. Like <laughs> And she's like she's wearing the like really bright, pretty fifties dress. The house is like very early childhood cartoon all the walls are bright yellow and blue and it's this like comically almost alice in wonderland mismatched house and it's her living there with this puppet brother who she can't fucking stand because he's a wasteoid it's very it's just very fun i'll definitely have to check out the videos she's done some cool collaborations with people too i was kind of coming across from Mm -hmm. all different music genres so that those are fun to listen to too i was just gonna say that always makes me respect an artist so like even more when they have collaborations across the spectrum of musical genres because then you know that they're out there making connections meeting people pressing boundaries and like trying to improve the industry and no fear right like it takes a lot to you know you must be out of your comfort zone a lot or maybe you just don't give boundaries to yourself but it's it's cool it's very almost bowie or like like freddie mercury where like bowie would just be like now i'm done with this i want to try a completely separate genre (laughs) right standalone album start to finish and whether it was good or not, he was just like, yeah, I'm doing what I fucking want to. Somebody stop me. <laughs> I also forget how how fucking famous she was in the UK. Mm-hmm. I feel like she didn't break um, North American music markets even remotely to the same extent. Like she was the front of tabloids almost as much as Amy Winehouse like truly everyone she was fucking big news there and I don't feel like she was ever crazy big news here like people definitely heard of her but she was tabloid front page fodder for fucking years you hear and see Lily Allen every day in the UK yeah like it was always something new good or bad Lily Allen was everywhere and yeah you're right I honestly I think people here I really only remember like I remember like fuck you obviously got a shit ton of plays and I think maybe I heard oh shit probably smile smile I'm just yeah I'm just, there was only like one or two songs really that got any radio or kind of interpersonal play in the circles I was in and yeah it was probably smile and fuck you but yeah in England like in the UK she was fucking massive like yeah like she could yeah she should be <laughs> She couldn't take a pee without it being covered in a newspaper. Yeah, so... Maybe uh, vice versa as well. Just pull it. Apparently, her first... Can't take a pee without it being all over a newspaper. Oh, got it. <laughs> got it. Sorry, I just, I just called Lily Allen paper trained. Sorry. <laughs> I'll show myself out. <laughs> there you go. So for the first... For the album we listened to... Um, It went gold in Canada with 50,000 sales. It went triple platinum in the UK with (laughs) 1.1 million. Right? Like, that's a gap. That's a gap. Damn. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm going to go look at the other ones now because I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah. But she is so quintessentially British. And my, like, major note from this is she is the reason she sums up the reason why i love brits so much she's cheeky fun and like a little bit mischievous and a little bit like grimy about it and that is why i love british people they are fun cheeky and they party too hard god bless them (laughs) we'll get you back there one day angie god damn it just move me there 
yeah, it looks like all of her albums are pretty much the same. So her second album is literally Golden Canada, Triple Platinum in the UK. Uh, She's just didn't even sell gold in Canada, but went gold in the UK. And it looks like her latest No Shame actually hasn't hit gold in any of the regions. So Interesting. It's very, very good. But it looks like it, her albums are charting well, they're just not selling well. So I imagine that's part of that's just how we've changed over to consumer I was gonna music. say, do, does anyone buy albums anymore? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> she sold four albums, <laughs> but she's still a superstar. Top 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know if either of you two do, but I mean, I think Angie said pretty much anything I could hope to say about Lily Allen. And I've just, I've said enough times that I really, really love it. I think Lily Allen, is yeah, she's cheeky and fun and clever, and she challenges British norms in sometimes unexpected ways, which I love. Because taking the piss out of the British is just always fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> always fun. Um, yeah, I really like Lillian. Go listen to her. Go listen to all of her shit. All of it's good. It's incredibly varied, and she's a phenomenal talent. Yeah. Angie, any final thoughts? Sorry, I just about closed down my whole internet. That would have been funny. <laughs> Um, that would have been good. I Check I Google into Google. Yeah, I mean, that's something I would. I've done that. I I just I think she's got a very special sound, and her voice is so uh, unique and special that it can do anything. Which must be such a fun talent to have. Like, oh, I'm just gonna cover whatever the fuck I want, and it's gonna, you're the second you hear it, you're gonna know it's me. You're also gonna know that it's perfection, and that it's just like it's really polished and fun but she really represents the british experience to me to be a little like fuck you hold my drink i'm a little bit intense but i'm a party yeah and i wish i was friends with her oh my god i didn't tell you she came out with a vibrator last year she created a vibrator it's called the womanizer and it's a little complicated (laughs) called the liam gallagher (laughs) (laughs) It shouts you at you. can't be friends with her, you... but hey. <laughs> Just keep saying, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Anyways, it was a big deal, and she sent them out to, like, celebrities all over, as you do now when you make a new product, and everyone was showing, you know, them that's opening incredible. it. Yeah. And so that's a things, cool that's... move. Check yeah, out that sex positivity. That's, yeah, that's so on brand for Lily Allen, too. And I'm 100% on board with that. Normalize sex and sex toys, but it's so on brand that Lily Allen would come out with a vibrator and then send it to a bunch of celebrity friends. Just be like, oh shit, you gotta check this out. <laughs> I love it. And then Gwyneth Paltrow did it right after, so it was embarrassing because Lily Allen beat her to it. But they are very different machines, I, from what I can see. I have a lot of personal. I would hope so. Gwyneth I hope Paltrow Lily Allen's just like, just, just rude. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's is just like, a candle. That All like Lily Allen need to do is just sing "fuck you" while you're using it, and it's a winner. Yeah, it just shouts hateful things at you. <laughs> oh boy, uh, I think we. Lily Allen came out with a hate fuck vibrator. <laughs> I think we've really cracked it up in a niche here that hasn't really been looked at by the sex toy market. Yeah, is having exactly. celebrities yell at you or make you feel bad or whatever. Like I don't know. Could we make one that Gordon Ramsay shouts at you and calls oh you garbage? God. I'm interested. I'm interested. 
<laughs> hey, once the celebrities get to the point where they're on Fiverr offering voiceovers for like five, ten bucks, <laughs> easy peasy. I get into wormholes watching all those people that will do those cameos. I'm like, how much oh, do man. they think their time is worth? Oh, interesting. Not a lot. <laughs> There's so much fun, though. One yeah. of the streamers I watch has the old um, NFL Madden announcer. All of his stream announcements are in that old, like, 80s announcer voice. It's so fucking good. It makes me laugh uh, every time. And yeah, it cost bad. him, like, 50 bucks because the guy was... It was like two sentence voiceovers for five bucks a pop. So he ordered an entire stream setup. It's just this dude's voice. That's it's so awesome. much fun. That's awesome. I also like when super huge celebrities now charge like $30 for a cameo appearance. Mm-hmm. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Final mm-hmm. thoughts from you, Bryn? You know, I listened I... to it and I liked it. The end. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I'm of the three of us, I'm the only person that hadn't heard Lily Allen before, had only heard of Lily Allen before. So I had no idea what I was in for, although I kind of expected pop music. And I was pleasantly surprised that she is obviously making pop music in a certain degree. But it took me a couple listens to kind of get into it. It wasn't sort of like out of the gate I was here for it. Did your kids like it? Elliot did. I, I do remember Elliot saying she really liked Knock Em Out. Okay. So I found, yeah. So I put that one on a bunch of times, and she sort of was like enjoying it. So I I would say, yeah, okay. My at least one of my kids quite enjoyed a a couple of the songs. So it did pass the five and eight year old test. I don't know. uh, I would. She's far more interesting than I gave her credit for. I think I just put her in like a pop music box in my mind at some point, and this never came back to it. I didn't even know she was British. I knew nothing about her. You and bloody well knew how... it when she started singing, didn't you? No shit. No shit. <laughs> that, was a bad, that was not her accent. I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> You'll notice I'm making no attempt at it. Yeah, I should stop. It's not <laughs> yeah, good. Even I don't anymore. <laughs> no, you should keep going. Keep going. No, it was fan- fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad that you suggested Lily Allen because I would never have listened to her otherwise. And what a fun sort of album to listen to as the weather's getting better. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I also watched Line of Duty all week, so I just want to do British accents the whole time. (laughs) One of these weeks, I'm going to binge a bunch of British media and see if I can get my accent back. I Yeah, if I watch Trainspotting over and over again, I can do a Scottish accent. I remember when you used to do that. I, it was so good. I used to convince people in England and Scotland that I was Scottish. Same. I'm sure it's shit now. <laughs> so it's funny because I also did the same thing for whatever reason. I spent like a full two years refining a Scottish accent. <laughs> and then I used it everywhere. I don't know why. I don't know why Scottish. It just seemed the most fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really is. And the Northerner, like, Lancashire. I like doing the Lancashire because it's so gross. It's just disgusting. (laughs) I hate hearing it. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry, everyone with that accent. You're not listening. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So, can I talk about what we're picking next week? Yes, because it's Angie's birthday month. It's my birthday Yay! month, so I'm throwing down a theme. Not what that I theme? thought anything about this at all. You just suggested it, and I was like, yep. Yeah. So for Bryn's birthday month, we did 80s. And because 
in the 90s, that's when I really had music be my entire identity and my everything. We're going to do 90s, 90s albums for June. Yes. Oh God, does that mean on my birthday month we're going to have to do 2000s? Because, oh. No, it can be anything <laughs> oh, you want. And that's okay. The 90s roll into the 2000s. Like, it's a big jumble so, for me. So smooth, so smooth. <laughs> you know, when you said that, I have had the hardest time picking an album really to suggest the hardest time i was sure I we were st- getting alice in chains maybe see i wanted i was like do i i wanted to do something that i thought was was very you and so i've kind of narrowed it down to three options Ooh. they're all british oh <laughs> <Perfect>. yes <laughs> so I'll, i'm just going to give you door number one door number two door number three two of them are like rock bands one is a little more straightforward rock than the other and the third is like pop music oh my god i'm so excited so you're gonna tell us and we get to pick or you're gonna tell us no the, what you, the options you get are? no you have you have to pick because i can't so i've got i've narrowed it down to three so there's the kind of the straight ahead rock music the more creative i guess rock music and a hilariously cheesy pop thing that I was like, it'd be funny. Okay. Are you going to tell me what they are? No. It's door number one, door number two, door number three. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I thought we were going to tell me what they are, and then we would all decide. No. (laughs) Um... I kind of figured he was going to pull this. (laughs) Um, I will go with creative rock. Creative rock. Is that door number two? Yes. I don't know if I actually I don't know if I actually assigned doors, but you want you want the more <laughs> okay, creative well, you rock. Okay, you to pick a door. All right, door number two, <laughs> creative rock. Fine. So <laughs> we're listening to OK Computer by Radiohead. Oh no. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be fun for everyone. Unless you want to veto it now that you know what it is. No, absolutely not. We have to do Radiohead. Sure? Sure? I just, yeah. No, I'm not going to talk about it. We'll get into it. <laughs> okay. You want to know what the I, other two were? Yeah. We have What's the story, Morning Glory or the Spice Girls' Greatest Hits? Damn it! Damn! Like, <laughs> both of those. All of them. Man, I love the Spice Girls so much. Uh, they were honestly my bit. I was like, this is probably the only excuse that we'll ever have to listen to the Spice Girls. I know all the songs anyways. Um, but I would probably have known all of Oasis too. Whereas, OK Computer, I'll know most of it. But anyways, I won't talk about it. We're not talking about it. Stop talking about it. All right. We will do OK Computer by Radiohead. Oh. I'm going to have to fucking really think on this shit now. I know. It's one of those things where, like, these... It's the band has such crazy fans. It's like, ooh. I'm whatever... I say I'll be burned at the stake for. Bye. Yeah, so nah. you <laughs> it's not going to matter whether we like them or not. People are still going to burn us at the stake. We might as well be honest. We'll just make sure we keep that in mind if we ever do Slayer. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, we've gone overtime. We haven't gone this long in a while. I also feel like I had three things to say and said it in the first 10 minutes and then didn't know what else to say. So that always shocks me. We made it anyway. So if you're still here at the end of our episode, thanks so much for listening. And again, we're trying to get the episodes out as regularly as we can. But if, if I'm totally honest with 
the things going on in my life and with COVID pandemic things starting to lift and those my free time that I was filling with doing podcast episode editing every week is going to start becoming filled with other things like kids swimming lessons and all of that stuff. So probably realistically will be once every two weeks, but I think we'll probably still record every week and we'll just have this massive back catalog so we can just keep grinding through when we need to take breaks. I like it. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds, that sounds good. good. All right, cool. Well, guys, thanks so much, Angie. Excellent pick. What a fun excuse to listen to a new artist from me. Thanks for sharing Lily Allen. Yay. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number 2 Labyrinth.